Helping people is what I'm all about. Just don't expect any good results. You gotta study back home because my exquisite derriere might make you say otherwise. Don't expect me to fight the power without creating a scene. Hello and welcome to the Real Housewives of River Heights. My name is Jade Gregory and you might know who I'm married to, the handsome David Gregory. You might know him from Shadow Ranch. And I'm here with my fellow housewives. Hello. Hello. Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> if you got, want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, we'll start with you, Tina. Hi, I'm Tina Balducci. I'm from the household of Balducci. I'm basically like Tino, but I am more obnoxious, also pretentious, and I'm also more useless. So that's basically me. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you. And Nikki. Hello, everyone. I'm Nikki Falcone, the better half of Nico Falcone, who you might know as um, the activist from St. Louis. We... Uh, we're pretty much partners in crime, and I've helped him out a lot behind the scenes. Love it. And we also have a special guest here with us today, Miss Katie, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Yes, yes. Hello, my name is Kate Folly. You may know my my other half, Kit Folly. Um, you may have recognized him from a certain castle in Ireland, also known as... Castle Malloy. I also go as the Italian gamer Joe, by the way. But yeah, the way that Kit and I met, we it was such a wonderful experience. He was at the wedding of um, Matt and Kyler, and it's a, just the craziest story. He um he I was I was holding some food and I slipped and fell and hit my eye, and you know just right in the face, black and blue mark. And at and he was right there. He picked up he all the food for me and everything, and we just locked eyes. And that's when I knew I would marry him. You locked your black eyes. <laughs> yes. Oh it God. was just a perfect sight to see. Oh, perfect. Aww, that's awesome. Gearing up a little bit. <laughs> Did you try on 27 dresses? <laughs> oh, you know it, sis. All of the dresses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And today we're going to be talking about the first game from nancy drew which is secrets can kill and just a quick spoiler warning for everyone and uh not safe for work there will be profanity there will be all that kind of stuff that's not not you know for small ears to hear so here's your warning and we also will be spoiling the games as well we will be covering both the original and the remastered version and just a quick little introduction of the game. It is created by the developers Her Interactive. The original game was made in 1998. And it was a 3D animated adventure, but with 2D characters. And it's the only game to have a junior, senior, and master detective modes. And the remaster was released in 2010. Yes, and uh, if you are looking for a podcast that is family friendly, the kindergarten is that way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so for the plot of the game, 
Nancy Drew takes off a semester of school to visit her Aunt Eloise in Florida. A student named Jake Rogers is murdered at the local high school, where Eloise works as a librarian. Eloise asks Nancy to investigate, so Nancy goes undercover as a new student and attempts to solve the mystery. Throughout the game, Nancy discovers things about Jake Rogers that he does that shows him as not that nice of a character or a person. Okay, so I have thoughts about the secrets that can kill um, games, and it can all be boiled down to one word. Boring. Agreed. <laughs> yes. I'd have to agree. Yes. So I know some people who, who are going to say, well, the secret skin kill original is a classic, is iconic, which, by the way, I will give some points to the secret can kill original. Uh, Nancy can handle a gun. What we don't yes. exactly see her holding the gun, but we know that she is. And she looks fantastic doing it. Like, pointing a gun at the villain is just like chef's kiss. So I will give points to Secrets Can Kill Origin for this. However, does the games, even the remastered, do, does too many things that are unforgivable in my opinion so let's start off from the beginning so we are starting off with the letter which is written by uh, aunt eloise who was asking her to be undercover which by the way this game should have been the reason why nancy shouldn't have come back to waverly academy as an undercover student she sucks at being undercover <laughs> just saying <laughs> yes that is true yes and we are starting off in aunt eloise's house which looks like the most grandma looking house in the whole entire fran franchise <laughs> i mean yes, i and her password is all wise elder so i am questioning aunt eloise's age uh, but if she is more than 60, I will forgive her, you know? I see where she's coming from. Don't forget she's a librarian. Oh, yes. yes. She's a librarian. Not stereotype librarians, but they stereotype her in this. <laughs> so we are starting on with the most grandma-looking house, and we have these whole bunch of letters and Greek letters, which, by the way, as a Canadian, I can't... I can't what is Greek letters, really? I'm like, can't. Nancy, like, just naming all these Greek letters. Can't do it. Did they not teach um, Greek letters in Canada? Um, No. Honestly, no, not in my experience. Maybe others mm -hmm. have. But personally, I haven't learned about the Greek letters. How I learned it is with Labyrinth of Lies. But that's a game for another day. But that's, those, that's the extent of what I know about Greek letters. But you know what's weird about the Greek letters and secrets can kill is the letter that you find in Aunt Eloise's desk is her sorority is written in lowercase Greek letters. It is written in lowercase. No sorority ever. It nope. It's like lowercase Greek letters. You never see that. So I just thought that was really interesting that they did that. 
I don't know why. A surprising fact, I was in a sorority, so it was really off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> Very housewifey of you. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've never been in a sorority. I'm really intrigued by this, though. Does Canada have sororities? Hi, it's Sina from editing. So I looked it up and turns out that in Canada, there are sororities and fraternities. So please disregard this part where I said there were none of that here. Oopsie. No. Oh. No, we, we don't even have like special houses like this. I. All the sororities, fraternities I know are from the U.S. I yeah, they're just... very American. Yeah, very yes. American concept. Yes, and I remember when I first watched movies with sororities and fraternities, I would be like, what? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they are intriguing. I love listening to fraternity, sorority stories. But, you know, we're not going to get too much into it. <laughs> Because we are, we are talking about, you know, a game right now. That's a Nancy Drew. Oh, that's thank Nancy God. Drew. If my husband Kit heard about my sorority stories, that's for another podcast. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that after this. Yes. So, um, after this, we have the high school. Um, so, yeah, here's the thing about the plot. This is about a student that got murdered, which, by the way, is already an intriguing premise. Yeah. Am I right? It is, because yeah. this is the first, Definitely. one of the only games that, until later on, that deals with murder. Yes. Yeah, that's true, now for a while. I I feel like there was one before Deadly Device, but Deadly Device is what's coming to my head right now. That's the only one that comes to my head right now that deals with murder, other than Seekers yeah. Can Kill. I think Legend yes. of the Crystal Skull is alluded uh, they they um, they made you feel it could have been murder, but I don't. Yeah, other than that, you're both right. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yeah, I didn't think about it, but you are absolutely right. Um. So yeah. Uh. In this, we are investigating the murder of Jake Rogers in this school where apparently all the teachers have been zapped by Thanos. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where are they? Snapped out of existence. <laughs> Along yeah. with ninety percent of the student body. Like, where are they? <laughs> yes, and Nancy uh, Drew game. We are to investigate his murder. So we are an undercover student, a new student. And we're eighteen. But <laughs> yeah, but Nancy does such a bad job. At being undercover, I am surprised that nobody was on her tail. Like, <laughs> literally, she j just comes up to people and be like, so, um, you know, what is Jake Rogers' combination of his locker? Do you know why there is a camera in his locker? Why is there this and that in his locker? And I know that you did this, but like, why? <laughs> Explain to me. And at this point, as a student, you be, should be like, this ain't our student. She's here for something else. Yes. But apparently everybody's dense. <laughs> one of them, I think in re the remastered, one of them is like, girl, like, 
why were you in Jake's locker? And she has like sort of bad excuse. Or just <laughs> excuse. I think it's Hulk or Hal who's like, why were you in Jake's locker? And she just like doesn't have a good answer. Yeah, and she just walks into the 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 teacher's room or something. I I don't mm-hmm. know if I should say loud. She breaks because, in. Yeah, she, she breaks just breaks in. in. Nobody's there. Like, can someone explain to me why? Literally, no teachers. I'm just saying they got sat by Thanos because she just walks in and uses her computer. Aunt Eloise apparently took a vacation to the beach or something. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell, but she just walks in, gets all the information from the files and the computers. You really, she just wanders around and has the whole school is her playground, basically. And we are gonna now mention the thing that annoyed me about both of them, by the way, because the remaster didn't do any better. In my opinion. So in the the Secret Kid Kill original, the culprit is some random drug dealer that we only meet until the end. We don't, no, we don't even meet that person. Yeah, we ever actually see him. I guess you could argue that Daryl is kind of the culprit, but he isn't really. So yeah, I, I get frustrated when... Nancy Drew games have culprits that we don't talk to or meet until the end. Yeah, and it's it was such a shame because yeah. you come in and you feel like it's one of them. But no, it was some random guy. And I feel like her interactive didn't want to make a student a culprit like of murder, which is cowardly, by the way. Like, yeah, I mean... make, make a student a murderer. Like, they had the, the chance with Secrets Can Cure Remastered. But no, yes. they got this Napoleon Dynamite looking ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, will mention, I will mention real quick that this is based off of the book loosely. Oh, yes. I see. Yeah, I didn't read the book, but I am clocking this. Like, no, ma'am, no. Make this a student or all the students. You know what? What would have been better than to have all four of them just conspiring to kill Jay. Murder on the Orient Express style. Yes, like I would have, you know, I would respect them. Yes, they murdered someone, but I would have respected them. You know, I'd be like, mm-hmm. work it. Yes, do what you <laughs> have to do. But no, they just brought in this guy and he's like, we could see from a mile away that this he's the culprit. We could see it from the moment they mentioned him. So yeah, they remastered the game and it was, um, they added some stuff, they added some puzzles. It wasn't all like, they. I think they elongated it, but they didn't do what they needed to do. Uh, they didn't make the game good. They just replaced a culprit with another culprit. But this one around, we met him from the beginning. He was, it was just obvious it was him. Yes, in the book, it was Mitch Dillon, who was the school's boiler service man, who was also a drug dealer or a mm-hmm. drug runner. See, why don't we ever meet Mitch then in the game? In, in, um, they bring him up, but... Right, in both versions, he owns an HVAC company. 
And I, we never actually see him. He gives us that one threatening phone call. Which is hilarious, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> wild. And then you can argue with him because Nancy has caller ID. <laughs> yes, which, call. by the way, we need to get into the characters one by one. Yes. 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 So, yes. So, let's start with Jake Rogers. Jake Rogers. So They could have done more with him. Yeah, Jake Rogers as a character was pretty much just a blackmailer and he was videotaping yeah. people. Like, in my, my, he could have been like, have, have you guys, did you ever watch Pretty Little Liars back in the day? A little bit. Like, he could have been the, like the Allison DeLorenis, you know what I mean? He could have been uh-huh. this really polarizing figure in the story, was- but he's kind of not. He wasn't like Allison much, but he was still the most interesting character of both games, even though he wasn't Allison for real. I wish he was. That's that's the point. <laughs> yes, he, he, he was still in the most interesting character, like if we're looking at it. But I'll just say this, like it was yes, still a missed opportunity because like to be honest, usually people if so if someone dies, you still People in general find a way to say something nice about the person who was deceased. Him, no. No. In the, both games, they were talking trash about the dead. They were oh not God. caring. Yes. They were like, he's yeah. a piece of shit. He is garbage. Like, there is nothing redeeming about him. He's a lost soul. Goodbye. Bye forever. So it was really interesting. Like, as us, we were like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm intrigued by this man. Like, he, what has he done to make every single one of them be like, yes, he does, he, he's dead. Good riddance. <laughs> and not even that. It's like the characters go out of their way to talk shit about Jake. Like, I remember a scene in the original where you're talking to Hulk and Jake is not mentioned in this conversation at all. And he, he goes out of his way to be like, oh yeah, Jake was a fucking loser. Like I hated that guy. And all the characters do this. So it's, I found that super interesting where people on, and this is the morning after Jake's body is found, right? When this game takes place, this is like literally the day after. And these people are going out of their way to talk shit about this dude who just died. Like, how, like, disliked was this guy that they can't even say one nice thing about him? Yeah. And I think from a design standpoint, the only thing I could think of is that they were purposely trying to make them, these characters, suspicious. They, mm-hmm. like, like you were saying, um, because why else? I mean, why else? <sighs> to be honest, I feel like the person that would be saying the nicest things would probably be the most suspicious in this scenario. But um, yeah, absolutely. Another point that I wanted to bring up too that um, was, I don't know if any of you have ever watched 13 Reasons Why on Netflix. Yes. I would have loved it if this was 98. So think back to 1998, like cassettes were still a thing, like recording was still a thing. Like imagine if we got the opportunity, if Jake left behind like some kind of diary or some kind of like audio where we could have maybe heard more of his own dialogue. It's not until the very end of the game that we really hear more of Jake's perspective on things Mm -hmm. besides the clues he leaves throughout the school for everybody, for Nancy to find. But it would have been great if some of those clues maybe perhaps led to audio diaries or some kind of experience where we're hearing all these horrible things from Daryl, Connie, Hal, um, 
you know, and so on and so forth, but maybe then hearing like a different side from Jake. And unfortunately that just wasn't translated uh, in in the best way possible. Yes, it was in the original, I can forgive them, but in the Secret Escape Kill Remastered, it was an opportunity to flesh out, flesh out Jake, you know, Mm -hmm. present another side, like you said, Uh, they didn't do it, but they added just a bit, but it wasn't really it. They didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So I was going to talk about Hal Tanaka first um, and go into a little bit about who he is. He's a foreign exchange student from Japan. He's very focused on getting a scholarship so he can go to college and become a doctor. He's always seen studying and um, he's very intellectual. And Jake Rogers blackmails him into doing his homework because he caught Hal plagiarizing an English essay from a school library book. So he threatens Hal to do his homework for the remainder of the semester. And that's what makes Hal a little suspicious. How do we feel about Hal? Okay, so as someone of Asian descent, um, I am not surprised about how how was portrayed mm-hmm. because Agreed. yeah, like it's 1998, and um, the the remastered. I mean, the remaster is a remastered. They are not gonna change it for real, but he is basically a stereotype of the model Agreed. minority. It's been addressed before. Um, I don't know how it was in the book, but. It, yeah, that's basically it. It's he's the very much the stereotype of a model minority. He's he's here. He wants to adapt to American culture. Everything depends on him. He needs the scholarship. Uh, he needs to be the best uh, in order to make his family proud. And he feels he he needs to 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 uh, perform. And it is still a stereotype. So I am not surprised. Uh, does it excuse it? No. But I still know why this happened, considering it was made in 98. Uh, also, I want to point out that Hal is not his na- real name. Tanaka is his real last name. But Hal isn't. It's... A nickname that he gave himself? Well, it depends on the game. In the original, it was because people are saying that it was too difficult to pronounce, so he changed it to how. In the Secret Skate Kill Remastered, it was because it was too long. So he shortened it, and I will say exactly what he said. He wanted to be part of the culture and to succeed in this country. And I find this sad that he feels the need or any Asian person feels the need to change their name in order to feel welcomed in this country. Cause they feel like they yeah. like the Americans here will not bother to really accept him uh, unless he had a name that is easier to say. I find it sad, but it's a reality. I hope uh, we are in 2021, so I hope I feel like times have changed since then. But back then, this be what immigrants had to do, you know? 
especially Asians? Yeah, I mean, uh, as someone of Indian descent, um, I was born, I guess, around the time this game came out. And um, my, like, my actual name was, um, it's only five letters because when my parents came to America, my mom was like, we want, we didn't want, like, we want a name that people can say. And we even shortened our last name. So I don't have my dad's last name because my parents had it changed to something shorter so that people could say it. So yeah, it's like a very real thing that goes on with Asian people kind of feeling like they need to assimilate into American culture and make themselves, I don't know, like more palatable. So yeah. I want to point out that our names, uh, most people cannot pronounce it right, but we let it slide because it would be, it would mm -hmm. be like correcting too many people. It would be too much on us and it wouldn't mm -hmm. like, even if we do successfully correct, correct someone and they're like, oh, okay, I see the next person is just gonna say it wrong again. So we just live with it. This is the reality. Uh, my last name, if as an English person or French person, you may say, oh, this is how you say it. Like, it's just four letters. It's, it's forward, but. If you were to say that in Vietnam, nobody would know what you're talking about. They, they would be like, who is this person you're talking about? I don't understand this, this word. So at this point, personally, I say it the English way because this is how they know me. But the real pronunciation, nobody gets it unless they are from that culture. So yeah, so I really feel for how. I feel like this this is a story. This is a this is who he is now. But I am hopeful that the stereotype now is no longer that much prevalent. Um, Asians people have better representation. They are more multifaceted than before. So this is my take on how. Sorry to like get into the serious tangent, but I think it's important to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Now and important his character. and it's interesting because we're both asians we're half, yeah. this, half of this group is asians so we are here to sh shed some light you know about the asian experience here in north america that's, that's awesome i find it awesome i love yeah. it i love it um and I will point out that the voice actress of Hal is a person of Asian descent as well. So that's a plus. Yeah. That's a point. I can't pronounce a, their um... last name as to be a stereotypical <laughs> white person. Um, <laughs> but I looked them up and I couldn't find an exact picture of them, but they are of Asian descent. So that's a point for her interactive. <laughs> That's great because we know that hasn't always been the case in the games. And I'm sure we'll talk about this when we get to those games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know which one you you're know, talking about. Uh, Shadow of the Water's Edge, Cough, Cough. Oh, I can't um, wait. I can't <laughs> wait to get to those games. <laughs> God, yeah. As, so, like, thank God they did it uh, this time because yeah. it's definitely not always the case. So, yes, I, in college, mm -hmm. I studied Asian studies. So, like, I have done all the studying and all the so you know all those conversations in college so you mm -hmm. know one point for them for getting representation yeah. right 
There's one quick thing I wanted to bring up with Hal too. Um, in terms of the mystery, one of the things I did like is that Hal, I think in the remaster, he plagiarized an essay or something and Jake was Jake somehow found out about it and was blackmailing him for it. What did you all think about um, that as a motive for killing? Like, did, did that when when you were playing the game, did that at all make you think like that Hal was capable of being a murderer? Uh, do you did you all think that was good enough of a motive for Hal to you know to kill Jake? Honestly, no. The original, I never really played it myself. I watched someone play it. It was after I played the remastered. It was a long time ago. And so, in terms of remastered, I didn't even suspect how. I would have wanted if all of them were like the culprits, like I said. <laughs> but. Like they all did it. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but if it was like one person, how. It doesn't seem believable. Like, if they made how the one who killed Jake. I would have mixed feelings about it because mm -hmm. they made their first culprit like an, an Asian Im immigrant and it would feel like, eh, I don't know, it's, I don't know. But like if it was like a group effort, I would be like, oh, okay, like they are, go they are doing this as a team, you know? Uh, but yeah, like I feel like there are other characters who have better motives than Hal. There definitely is. Yeah, agreed. That's why when I found out in the game that Hal was being um, blackmailed by Jake, I found it very... I found him suspicious when I was playing. Um, I just... There was just nothing else, though. No other evidence that really pointed to Hal. So that was definitely my interpretation of him. I also think it's really cool uh, that you all have that experience with Hal's story and, um, you know, like being Asian American and um, even like in my, maybe not me personally, but my grandparents, um, you know, I, they, um, when they immigrated to America, they change their kid, they change their kids' names like Angela to Angie. Um, you know, in Italian, Joe is actually, is actually Giuseppe mm -hmm. and like it's Americanized like to Joe instead. Um, so I totally understand where you're all coming from with, you know, Americanizing uh, names and, you know, trying to fit into the culture. It's um, that is definitely a thing I can relate to as well. Yeah, I I was I have a similar story with my family too. my family's um, from like Europe descent, German, Polish, Italian, and a lot of like the last names got changed because when they were coming in, the people didn't know what they were saying. So like. They had to change their names and the spellings and all things like that. And like, so like trying to like figure out where everyone's from is like a whole mess because the, the spellings have changed to fit in. But <laughs> sorry, I got a little sad near there. <laughs> like, we'll put this on alcohol. <laughs> we have been drinking. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Let's. Let's move it on to um, one of the next characters. Hmm, trying to think which one to go with. Let's, uh, we'll go with Connie Watson. She's next on my list. All right, let's do our uh, only female character. Connie Watson <laughs> is very interesting. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
no, you're right. She's very interesting. She's very, you know, that strong girl with the, with an attitude kind of person. Um, she does judo, which is cool, but um, she is struggling to get enough money for college tuition. So she's her secret is that she joins a men's tournament and ends up winning because the prize money is better in the men's than the women's, which makes sense for the time period. Um, and Jake caught her on camera removing her mask. She competed wearing a mask so no one would know she was a woman. And so he forced her to date him. How do we feel about that? Who would like to go first? Does anyone remember the fake name that she chose for in the secret, the original one? He goes by Nineco, which is an anagram for Connie. Uh, yeah, don't like that. <laughs> in my opinion, she is she really doesn't go to that much effort to hide her identity. I mean, I, I don't remember how it is in the original, but in the remaster, Jake's videotape shows that she's like taking her mask off in front of her locker. And it's like she didn't really try all that hard. So I'm like, no, I'm not at all. Bad for her. In the, in the original <laughs> one, she took it in her car. Took it out the the mask in the car, and she had the trophy. She made a better effort in the original one. That's a little better. But I yeah. want to point out that um, in the original one, she competed in the men's mm-hmm. division because the men's pole prize money was bigger than the female one, yes. and this is why she competed there. She needed the money to go to college, and mm-hmm. you know. We just have to stand. Mm-hmm. That's true. Especially since college still was male-oriented. Yeah, so. in the remastered one, they just didn't have a women's division. At the end, they were like, mm-hmm. they were so impressed by her, they were like, oh, we're going to create a judo female division. I don't what. what? Yeah, they <laughs> made that change, but like, you're not making it better. You're making it worse. You're portraying your school, the school as worse because it's worse to have no women division than to have a women division but like with a small prize money like her attractive hello well you have to remember it's based off of a book from the 80s so yeah not that that's any not that that's any exception the fact that the original game was made in 1998 doesn't help either because not much had changed from 86. I said, okay, I didn't read the book, but the remastered, like, didn't have to follow that. You know, if it's like that, they didn't have to follow that. They should have been like, fuck this. I don't know how they could have done it, but if they kept the prize body, like, a smaller one, I'd be like, okay, they kept it that like that, but they didn't have to make it worse. You know, because yeah. it doesn't make sense for a high school to have a men's division for a sport, but not have the women's division. What is that? What what kind of high school is that? Unless I'm speaking wrong and there are schools like that that have only men's division and no women's division. I just never heard of it. But also I'm a Canadian, forgive me. <laughs> there are sports like that in high schools, like mm-hmm. Well, my high school had a football team that was all male, but we didn't have a girls' football team. Oh, I see. So it could be possible. You know, there there could be sports where 
there are not female divisions or similarly like we had a girls volleyball team but there's no male volleyball team so it's definitely a thing that happens oh i see okay okay then never mind <laughs> never mind but the fact that in the original one the male one had the bigger pro prize it's a bullshit like oh yeah for sure but like that's just how it be very of the times for america it's a status yeah very of the times still a thing with like the wage gap how like women get paid a certain amount compared to men um get me started (laughs) that is a rant for another podcast But yeah, still, like, this one, Connie, her motive would have been, like, she killed Jake because he uh, saw her, like, winning this trophy, and she didn't want him to expose her for that, so she killed him. We also have to remember, sorry to cut in, but we also have to remember that he was forcing her to date him. Oh, yeah. That is a bigger, that is a bigger motive. You know what? That is a bigger motive. That's disgusting. Like, we don't know what he was doing. Like, you know? Well, I think in, at least in the remaster, I think the only thing she had to do was go to the Sadie Hawkins dance with him. Yes, exactly. That was the big difference in the remaster compared to the original. So they they did change it a little bit, so it wasn't as... As gross, yeah. Gross, I get, yeah, as gross. About Connie, I also want to point out that in the remastered version, you know, when Hulk talked about Connie's financial situation, well, as you were about to go in, you could hear her like punching Hulk for talking about her financial situation. She was like, how dare you? And then she like just went in on him. I mean, iconic, a legend, the moment here. Yes, definitely. She's not very, like, outwardly, like, she could be the culprit, like, at all. Like, nothing's, like, too out there that I'd be like, oh, that's why she would do it. That's why she would push him down. Like, you know? Yeah. I just never really saw her as a culprit, is what also, I'm getting at. Like, Isn't she, is she the only one who came to rescue us from, from uh, Mitch? Yes. Like, I mean... She comes. She follows Daryl. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to believe that it was Nancy she followed. I'm just saying. <laughs> she's, she's, she's a good bean. A good bean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have anything else they'd like to say about Connie? Yeah. <clears throat> One thing that I also, going back to her motive, she was the student hall monitor. And I feel she- like she had like a reputation to upkeep. So the only other like motive I could think of that could maybe push her besides the blackmailing and going to the dance could also be that, you know, Jake was a morally reprehensible guy. I mean, people would look at him and assume he was bad news. So imagine like, you know, Connie walking with Jake or something uh, in the mm-hmm. hallway or, well, in this in the, in the hallway of non-existent students. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Connie had nothing to worry about. No, yeah, I, I think that could, that could have also made her worried, you know, how people would perceive her perhaps. People definitely have concerns about stuff like that. Yeah, she's very about her appearance, I would say. Yeah, Another totally. The thing that could have happened is that they were on top of the stairs and he was about to do something really gross towards her. So she pushed him and he fell. That could have happened. In in that case, oh, in yeah. that case, I would be like, I haven't solved the case. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good point. Jake was pushed down the stairs, and the only person capable of something like that, at least to that to that extent, is Connie. She's she can defend herself, as you can all as you can all as we all know. So it's definitely it definitely made her suspicious as well. Because I mean, yeah, someone can push someone down the stairs, but Connie seems like the most capable with her. Was it judo? She yeah, she's the most yeah, capable judo. with her judo experience to potentially fatally kill someone. So it's, it was very it was very suspicious. But yeah, like you were all saying, is it suspicious enough? And um, I agree. I, I definitely, going back to even like Hal again, both of these motives just didn't seem like enough to like really push someone to kill Jake. All right. So leading into the fact that we said that um, Connie is the strongest one of them, we're forgetting about Hector, a.k.a. Hulk Sanchez who is your stereotypical jock who loves to play college football and then go on to play for the Miami Dolphins. However, Hulk needs an athletic scholarship to reach that dream. And when we meet him, he has an injury from playing football. So in order to keep playing and impress college scouts, he decides to break into a local pharmaceutical plant to steal some steroids. Jake catches him doing it, films him leaving the plant, and uses him to be his lackey. Not entirely sure what it means by lackey. <laughs> but Hulk is another one of our little culprits over here, potentially. I have no thoughts about Hulk, except for the fact <laughs> that he gives me misogynistic vibes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yes, from the moment he said, I'm not into pushy girls. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, go to hell, then. <laughs> yeah, Hulk's not really a favorite. He's kind yeah, of annoying. There's, there's not a lot to say about him except not for much. He's just a, a, a jock. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's not really much to him other than that. He's loud and bro-y. I don't know. <laughs> My take on Hulk, or Hector, is that um, here's like the NSFW part of the show, but I um, I'm imagining him like aging up, graduating from high school, graduating from college, growing a beard because, you know, and then he'll just come out as gay or something. And that's, you know, maybe he's just like <laughs> overcompensating. Probably he's oh, probably God. like this jock in the closet or something like that. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see that. I will also like to point out that every single one of these students is trying to get into a good college and doing whatever it takes to get into a college. Yeah. So that is an overlining theme for each one of them. The thing that Jake was blackmailing him with is that he broke into this pharmacy and stole steroids, which by the way, like that should indicate to you how dumb he is and how maybe he shouldn't go to college. How do you think that steroids is going to do for you? What, what do you think steroids is going to do to you? You're still in pain. It is still dumb. There's like nothing, literally nothing we can do for you. Like at this point, he seems, he seems like he's a lot of like all emotion first and then logic later, especially when he's placed in that situation where he has to rob the store. You're right. He definitely, um, I think, I mean, even, even the choice to take the steroids in general, like it's definitely, um, you can definitely tell there's a lot going on there with his character. Definitely a lot of insecurity 
definitely a lot of pressure on on him to succeed. It, yeah. Potentially, it gives him the biggest motive. I mean, to kill to to kill Jake. I mean, he's he's the only character that basically became a criminal after being blackmailed by Jake, right? Yeah, he was a criminal before. Full he has steroids, the, right? Yeah. Yeah, he has the full likelihood of going to jail if Jake releases the information because he catches him stealing. Oh, I miss. Okay, you're right. You're right. He stole the stuff and then Jake blackmailed him for stealing. Yes. That's true. That's true. So yeah, he has the most to lose as a as a suspect. Yes, because um, think about it. Except for football, what is he gonna do? Like work at McDonald's or some shit. He's, <laughs> what, what is he going to go college for except for football <laughs> yeah he's going for football <laughs> like i don't want to i don't want to insult the guy like but he literally like what else can he do except for football he breathes football he talks about football that's all he does <laughs> he Eats football. Yes, he's <laughs> so one-dimensional. I would feel so bad if he, he had to do anything that football. So, you know, sure, he would kill if Jake went between him and football. Yeah, there's not much to talk about for Hulk Sanchez. I would be surprised if he was in the top 10 of anybody's list and favorite characters. I would be so surprised. <laughs> Hi, it's Tina from Editing Again. Just to let you know that Nikki Falcon had to go to bed, so this is why you don't hear from her for the remaining of the episode. We started recording at 10.15pm Eastern Time where Nikki is and we didn't anticipate to be talking this long for a 4 hour game. So I'm sorry if you loved her commentary and wanted to hear more from her on this particular game. In the future, we will try to be better at time management. We will try. I'm not good at it, but we will try. But yeah, so the show goes on. Enjoy. We will go into our last character that I can remember, which is Daryl Gray. He is a, a prominent character in the books, I will say. I have read them. Um, he actually dates Nancy, I believe, in the books, if memory serves me. But um, he, he's very flirty with her. So when he's flirty in the game, it makes sense. So Daryl's is the one who actually finds the victim's body. He works part-time as a short-order cook at Maxine's Diner, as we all know, Maxine's Diner. Um, he is the school student council president. And he is, um, his I guess, his father, who is the state senator also had the position of student council president when he was in high school he is rich popular pretty boy who drives a porsche 911 and he's a bit of a flirt as we all know his father actually went bankrupt after some poor business deals and daryl got involved in drug smuggling deal with mitch dillon who he gets caught by jake doing the transaction which then makes that's what he uses to make um his blackmail on daryl my impressions of him is that when they did the remastered they really they it's like they dropped a bucket of cold water on him 
because he got more chill with the flirting. See what I did there? <laughs> no, but really, it's like when I was looking at Secret Skin Kill Original, that guy was ruthless. He was flirting, as in flirting, flirting with Nancy. I wasn't Nancy, but I, was, I felt uncomfortable on behalf of Nancy. But when they did the remaster, it feels like he was more light. He wasn't as flirty as in the original. So I appreciated that. Also, one thing that I noticed is that they changed the, the, the kind of car that he drove. Instead of a Porsche, like the original, he was driving like see something. I, I don't remember. They changed the, the model of the car. And I don't know why, because Porsche are still relevant from what I know. I mean, I don't know much about cars, but pretty sure that Porsches... 11s were a really popular car. Yes, I don't I don't know what a C something is, but like, that's what I heard from the remastered. I have no idea what that is. That is... I just gotta say that my thoughts about Daryl... Uh, I have more opinions on him when it was Secret Skeky original. I feel like they really reduced him in the remastered. In my opinion, he had the most believable reason to kill Jake. Because selling secrets of his dad's company to someone, it's like... Smuggling. Yeah, it is kind of... It's really bad. And I feel like if it came out, it would have ruined him. Like, completely ruined him. There's, like, no coming back. Especially since his dad is a senator. So I feel like... Daryl is was the most likely suspect, which means that he wouldn't have done it. I completely agree. I found that whole background story very elaborate with the whole thing about from the pharmaceutical company and the whole connection to Mitch Dillon and all that. It it definitely was very elaborate and it definitely it was very convoluted in some ways too and I, th I think it was very spot on with her interactive to mask over it by making Daryl so flirty and making him so by making by kind of like, you know, glossing over it. Because in reality, that was um, even though Daryl wasn't the culprit, he definitely played, played a big role in Jake's death. And um, I forgot who said it earlier, but even if Daryl wasn't the culprit, he definitely played a large role in this. And... You know, th when I played both the remaster and the original, I did not suspect Daryl at first. But I mean, even when I, we found the blackmail tape, I definitely, for whatever reason, I didn't really consider Daryl suspicious, especially because he gives off that like ladies man kind of like vibe. He comes like he comes across as someone that's just so innocent. And I definitely like put him aside very early on in my playthrough. Well, you know what they say, like, the most obvious suspect is definitely not the suspect. Well, there are some exceptions. Right. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head. But yet, since he's the most obvious one, it's obvious he didn't do it. Because they want to subvert our expectations. Well, they didn't do it in the remastered version. <laughs> but uh, the original one, we certainly didn't expect another suspect to come in. Someone that we never met. But anyway, I want to point out that he did agree to help Nancy to catch the culprit, Mitch. And he did recognize that he did wrong. 
and he wanted to do right by everybody. That's why he, he did it. In the remastered version, it's not like that at all. He was nowhere, he was just... We don't even know where he was. <laughs> I don't think we even confronted him about anything. True. They definitely glossed over all of that. Another thing is that now that we all mentioned this, and they don't really talk about it, but like, how did he get access to his father's like secrets to... to... Like, Nancy mentions it in her dialogue wrap-up, but I definitely, like, I mean, if the, if, if the Vandalay Pharmaceuticals is just keeping their secrets just out in the open for some for a teenage-like kid like Daryl to just come across and take them, I find that so, like, hard to believe that even, like, does that, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just very alarming. In my head, it's might have been easy because, like, if the dad is at the head of the company, I mean, would you get in the way of his kid? Probably not. So if he wanted something, I mean, maybe he got it, like, just as easy he went in and got it. Like, why would you bar yeah. access to his son? And if the son was like, oh, I want to be part of the company someday. I want to take over. I want to succeed my father. So I need to learn the ropes. So I'd I, I be like, oh, okay, okay. Like, well, you are a kid. What would you, what will you do? What will you do? It's not like you're going to betray your father, right? <laughs> right. That's a good point. I wish they would have made, I wish they would have like, and going back to the storyline with this whole game, I really wish they would have included more, like made, like just explained more of this to us instead of just showing us like the tape, like just giving us more to work with. But overall, Daryl, I mean, I thought his conversations with Nancy were very, and like you were saying before, um, cringe a little bit with the flirting and how he was just consistent over and over and over again. Um, I did like that players got the choice if they wanted to like humor him versus just being like back off. I have a boyfriend, but yeah, I definitely think that as a suspect, he definitely they definitely did a very effective and appropriate job at making him suspicious. Well, no, making him innocuous to the point that we can write him off as like, oh, he's just a ladies' man. But in reality, he played a big part in Jake's death, so that was very spot on for his character. All right. Um. So we touched on Mitch Dillon. So Mitch Dillon kind of like plays into Daryl. They're kind of one and the same, which is why Daryl's um, very like more suspicious because without Daryl, you can't have Mitch, who is ultimately is the culprit. <laughs> yeah. So who is this Pablo Escobar who who just like showed himself out of nowhere? Like, oh, who is Mitch? He is the school's boiler service man. There you go. He is also running a drug transport ring from a local pharmaceutical plant. Hmm, I wonder which one. When Jake caught footage of the transaction between him and Daryl Gray, he attempted, Jake Rogers attempted to blackmail Mitch. Mitch wasn't down for it. So he got rid of him at the school. Wow. I'm just going to say it. Wouldn't expect drug dealing in an NSC Drew game. It's kind of iconic. <laughs> a lot of it in this game. Their original was kind, of, was kind of iconic. It was like one of a kind, to be honest. Which is, I feel, it's, this is why they remastered it in a way that it's like, oh, it's not actually drug dealing. It's like selling weapon secrets. Because apparently drugs is a no-no in an NSC Drew game. 
but I feel like they should have stayed with drugs. The pharmaceutical like whole thing, it was kind of, it was iconic. So I wish they kept that, but they went with the weapons instead, uh, which is very American. I'll give them that. I am so displeased with the character of Mitch Dillon. Like, even if it was, like, part of the book, I wish they had changed that as, like, one of the students, at least, who did it. Or a bunch of students. Or, like, some freaky accident. Because what Nancy Drew game would allow, like, to be like, oh, actually, the murderer is someone you never met. It's like, how are we supposed to guess that exactly? And in the remastered one... It doesn't make any sense because here's the deal. In the remastered version, it's Napoleon Dynamite looking guy. He hired the Dead Sea to snoop around to find this thing. But this guy called Nancy and basically threatened her to not snoop, which makes no sense because Napoleon wants her to snoop. So, like, they didn't talk to each other or anything. They are like, acting separately and then the guy didn't even think about call ID so she called him back and he pretty much gaslighted her if she had recorded the conversation he would have so been in jail a case over it's all done but she didn't so Mitch is a very stupid suspect or culprit and the fact that they ch they oh. they've re bracelet him with like Uncle Steve didn't make it better. Really, <laughs> like, what did you do? What did you do exactly? You didn't do it. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I relooked up the book real quick. Mitch is actually not a character in the book. I was mistaken. Attractive. What are you doing? <laughs> Her attractive. Answer. <laughs> but. Brenda Carlton was a what? character. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, that's a interesting that's a, choice. Um, but um, a lot of the names are the same, except there's no Hulk. But there is a Daryl with two R's instead of one. I don't know why that's a different. Connie and Hal are all in it. And instead of it being Jake Rogers, it's Jake Webb. I wish I could read the books before coming in here, but I'm too lazy for this. Not, it's not just a murder. It's also a series of robberies. Oh, wow. So they really, they really changed a lot for, the, for, the, for Secrets Can Kill the game. I don't know why I thought I saw Mitch's name the first time I looked at the character list, but no, he's not even in a character <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the book. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. It's the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Tina, you made such a great point, though, about <laughs> that whole scenario where Nancy gets the threatening call because she could. I mean, couldn't she have gone to the police and been like, hey, I got a, I got a really threatening call from this person. I mean, her police <laughs> contact, which will get to him and we will get to him. Her police <laughs> contact was there and he was basically we will keep watch on him. That's it. And they and they don't, but yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But you're you were so right though. I mean, this killer really didn't do I mean, made mistake after mistake after mistake. Like it's you're right. <laughs> I 
can't wait to get to this guy. Like, I so much anger <laughs> pent up about, about <laughs> this culprit from Remastered. <laughs> Talking about Detective Beach. Oh, yes, please, please do. <laughs> Let's segue into him. Yeah. He is a detective, obviously that Nancy is working with and he is only in the remastered and he sits in the local diner and his alias is Nancy's uncle Steve. And that is all that is written for him as a character description. Okay. So I've been roasting Nancy for sucking as an undercover student, but detective beach is even a worse undercover cop. Like, he managed to beat Nancy I'm sucking at being undercover. Because, like, yeah. from how he was, like, obsessing over that journal, you would think that his news weren't there. He didn't want his news to be leaked. So he was like, please find a journal. I don't want my news to be leaked, basically. that's it. He was obsessed with that journal. And if you didn't guess that he was a culprit then... I mean, I don't know what to tell you. They do change the culprit in the remaster to Detective Beach. It's... Oh my gosh, there is so much I need to say about Detective Beach. I said bitch, right? I should say Detective Beach because that's what it is. There's so much that I want to say that I have nothing to say. He doesn't impress (laughs) me. Her attractive... This was your chance to really revamp the game. And you brought up me, Detective Beach. For what? Yeah, they they make Mitch just a phone character in the remastered. Like, that's all he is. They wanted him to be, like, <laughs> present from day one. But what he should have done is made a student the culprit. But no, you brought in this guy. It's like, you didn't think that we would guess from the beginning that he was... The culprit, okay, her attractive, wink. <laughs> that is a really good point. I uh, I agree with you 100%. It, it's, they couldn't even, like, make him look, like, you keep calling him Napoleon Dynamite, and I laugh. I, I, I have to mute myself, because it's so true how much he looks like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> no, but no, do not, do not feel the need to, like... Uh, mute yourself. Laugh, laugh, you gotta what? laugh sometimes. At least make him sexy. Like I'm not condo- I mean, I'm not condoning anything, but I'm just saying, like, if you're gonna cre- like create a new character, you know, at least make us like him or make him charming to f- put the wall over our eyes. Like, don't make him this creepy character. Like, make him good looking. Make him attractive. Give him the Daryl Gray treatment, but no, instead they just, they do the opposite. And I, 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 I agree with you, Tina, like they, there was a lot of potential here, um, to change the story a little bit, but they really didn't. I mean, they, they there was so much potential with, 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 with Detective Beach. I mean, even his character just doesn't make any sense. I mean... No connection to the police. I mean, how does he have a connection to the police? How did he even get in contact with Nancy? How does he even know Nancy? How does he know Aunt Eloise? I would have forgiven them if they made him a good undercover cop. Like, it was like, 
Oh my gosh, I didn't see it coming. He was such a, he played such a good cop. But no, the whole time he wasn't helpful to Nancy. He was just like, find the journal, Nancy. Like when she asked him for tips, he's like, I hired you to do the work, not do it for you. But as a cop, you'll be like, oh, I will help you as much as you can because, uh, you know, solving the mystery is like the top priority because I'm a cop. But no, it, he was basically putting this off on Nancy, which by the way, if he wasn't a corporate, let's say in an alternate universe, he wasn't a corporate, he was really an undercover cop. I strongly believe that this guy would have taken all the credit. He would have been like, yes, I did all of it. She just assisted me, but I solved the mystery. <laughs> and he would have gotten the promotion. This is what would have happened. He's Pino. Basically. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that is so true. So, yeah, you, it takes one to recognize one. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he was such a crappy undercover cop really just gave it away. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think they, I, I think another idea perhaps they could have done was instead of maiming him, Detective Beach, they could have made him an employee at the school, maybe like make him a janitor or make him a teacher, something more believable that could have contributed more to the story. And I think that whole connection with Mitch Gillen would have made more sense. Because that way, at least he would have had a connection to each of the students as well. Um, he could have been well-liked. That would have made the mystery even more intriguing to have, like, Nancy ask students, like, hey, what do you think of the Mr. Beach or whatever? Um, and then they could have all liked him or something. And that would have made the ending even more surprising. Well, surpri I'm using air quotes here, surprising. Um, when he betrays Nancy and the whole cast, but um, yeah, I definitely think they could. There was more they could have done here. I think they could have made him sexy instead of the Napoleon Dynamite treatment. Um, I think they could have made him a teacher instead of a, an undercover detective, and I think they could have. There's just so much more they could have done. I, I mean, you know, they, you know what her active should have done? They should have brought Tino Balducci back and made him like you know included as well too. <laughs> not, not even a culprit, just just. Have Tino at the at the at the diner. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. I would have screamed. I would have screamed. Have him ordering some um, some burgers. Just you know, sit with Nancy in the booth, having He'd some dinner with Tino. He'd just be eating the Tino. whole time. He exactly. would just eat the whole time. He would have asked uh, Nancy to ask every suspect which planet do I identify with. <laughs> Do you hate Paprika? What side of the bed they sleep on? Do you hate Paprika? That would have been so much fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is such a good point. Like, have at least one teacher. Have Aunt Eloise. Have her as a suspect. Okay, I'm just, I'm just going off. <laughs> like, that would have worked too. In the off, or at least in the office, doing her job, or in the library, or something. She was nowhere to be found. All the teachers are. They are partying in Florida in this COVID time. Just <laughs> going to the beach and, uh, you know, just partying. I am imagining this now. And now we're going to go back to the <laughs> subject. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other characters other than Ned is on the phone, but... Um, he's kind of just there 
Ned is uh, <laughs> to give her advice. he said something like uh, something about Kito in his heart or s some something cliche, you know. Uh, he also pretended to be like undercover. He like he had did this accent, you know, just Ned being Ned. Um, what else can we expect from him except being cringe? <laughs> uh, also, yeah. in Secrets Can Kill Original, like you can you can like call a bunch of characters. Uh, most of them talk like as if they were on shrooms, especially Bess. She looks <laughs> like she was out there. She was on drugs or something something i mean like if you are like go off girl like i support you and she, but if you ask her for a tip she will just say like this is such this is such a pausing situation and then she would hang up uh, it's secret skanky original everybody oh. hangs up like out of nowhere like nessie doesn't even have time to say goodbye <laughs> every time they hang up on you yeah they hang up on you in secrets can remaster they are more polite they say goodbye to each other but like i know it's secrets can original best she is definitely on drugs she has been smoking also i have a theory that the you can't call aunt eloise by the way because you find a card in her dresser with a phone number you can call it, and there's Aunt Eloise like being confused about how any of this works. I have a strong suspicion it's the same voice that does Prudence Rutherford. I cannot be sure, but they all they sound the same. Have to look that up later. Yeah, same here. That's very interesting. You brought up a really good point, Tina. As far as like Ned goes, another idea they could have done. You know, I mean. If it's the 80th anniversary, or what is it? Isn't it? The, wasn't it like the 80th anniversary or something? It was like that? an anniversary of something. It was or wasn't? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't was an anniversary. I think a Nancy, a Nancy Drew anniversary. They could have brought up back. They could have brought Ned in as a character. I mean, from a phone friend to an actual character. Um, I mean, would it have been some drama between Daryl and Ned? Yeah. <laughs> I understand the reason why they never brought in Ned as an actual physical character because I feel like it's for the same reason they shouldn't have brought in Sunny June and some people might will disagree with this but when you build someone in your mind so much and they don't follow your expectations then it's it's ruined so this is why they never, they never brought up Ned because everybody in their mind, they imagined him some way. So I can't see why they never did. But if they did, there was a way to do it well. But I'm not sure, not after Sunny June, which we will talk about later. <laughs> it wasn't really in the book because Nancy kind of dates Daryl. A little bit in the book, so that could be why in the um, game they didn't um, bring really bring in yeah. Ned. I also will point out it was the 80th anniversary of Nancy Drew books. That's, That's what, the what it edition was. was. Yes, cool. Which we'll be getting the hundredth in ten years. Wow, that's really cool. Because we're on the 90th. Also, I heard I haven't read the books, but I heard that in the campus books. She wasn't like locked to Ned. 
she was like sleeping with Mm-mm. several people, dating several people and all of that. I mean, go off, girl. Frank. I love it for you. <laughs> In a lot of the books, she's dating Frank. Ah, so. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. She and Frank date in an iter- in a couple iterations of the books. Docking. That's why in the spoiler to the future games, um, there's hints of Frank liking Nancy, um, and that's why in what in the most recent game in an outtake, there's a I've always loved from Frank. Wow. I don't know much about the books. <laughs> I don't know much about books, but I heard about about that. Love it. I love to read, so I'll be your book Nice. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You have reached the end of part one. If you are interested in listening to part two, it will be uploaded next week. Thank you so much for everybody who listened to this podcast so far. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Twitter at RHO River Heights or on Instagram at Real Housewives of River Heights. See you in part two.